In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Achtung Moorwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Well, welcome to the, well, it's actually the third part. It's, it's the same show, really, isn't it? It's number 650, Achtung Moorwalk. My name is Nick Hart. And this is effectively a part three. I don't think I've ever had a three-parter before. We normally do parts one and two, don't we, on these on these podcasts? But this one is part three. It's been such a week, dear listeners. We've 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 had um, a whirlwind, as as one email to me has put it. Um, I can't think of a, anything quite like it in my time following the lines, which goes back a long way, as you know. But we've got a couple of voice messages people have sent in to me from before the appointment of of Neil Harris. So still commenting on the. Um, the the last um, vestiges of the Joe Edwards era. So I'm going to include a couple of uh, voice notes that people have sent me, Dave Baccarini and then Misha Hall. Um, obviously, events have moved swiftly this week with the appointment, shock appointment, of Neil Harris returning to the den after four and a half years and the departure um, of Joe Edwards. To mix comment online, I think it's fair to say this is a divided Millwall opinion down the middle. So I'm going to run the first two voice notes now from Dave and Misha and obviously they are slightly outdated by the events of the week but I wanted to include them because I think the issues that both Dave and Misha highlight um, are still relevant and will be relevant tomorrow as I speak um, going down to Southampton because you know it's all very well to talk about the the adrenaline rush of the return of Bomber but the, the fundamental issues that we'll touch on in this mini edition remain the same so let's have a listen now to both Dave and and Misha. Nick, a doom-laden day for not-so-optimistic Australia. Just going to make one point today. Joe Edwards had a pedigree coaching career, so they said, playing with all these other great coaches and you the latest ideas. But I've been perplexed by his relative inflexibility or creativity in changing what's not working. We need to go more defensive, probably four at the back and three in midfield, but he's stuck with the five at the back for Wednesday. We all groan, and the inevitable happened. I did say a few weeks ago we were sleepwalking to relegation. Well, the board and Edwards, unfortunately, are doing that as we sleepwalk through this nightmare. Roll on, Southampton. Come on, you lines. Evening, Nick. Long-term listener of your show. Misha here. Love the stuff you do. 
Um, yeah, I, I just I just want to elaborate. Yesterday, I didn't even think we'd win, we'd, we'd win yesterday. I thought going into Sheffield Wednesday, we just looked so low on confidence and those low leadership, as as, as we we're aware. Um, I will say under Edwards, it's, it's, I've seen some of the best football I've seen for a long, long time. I think we all touched on that. It, you know, I do think he understands the club. We saw that in the Norwich game. Um, although Ashley Barnes sort of won that for us, but I, I, I do honestly, honestly think if he can get the right players in, we, we, we will, we will be a force, and I, I do trust him. It's just. Right now, there's a squad issue. There's a leadership issue within the squad. Cooper is not a captain. Um, I would take the armband off, armband off of him and let him just focus on his football because he's, he's he's a good footballer. But let him focus on his football. Give the captain's armband. Give it. Give it to Fleming. Give it to Fleming. Um, I, I think I think he's showing clear leadership or Honeyman maybe because he's I think he's been a captain before, but not Cooper. Please not Cooper. Um, I think I think the squad's there. I, I do I do think we've got a half decent squad. Um, I I just don't think, but it's just leadership. I, I I'm putting ever putting everything down to leadership. Um, I think if we can just, if we can sort out the leadership issue, then we will, we will start picking up picking up results. Um, I do think with Hutch coming back, Leonard coming back, Leonard sort of back. I think that's going to give us a massive boost. But I do think we need to be realistic now. We are in a dogfight. We need to save these players um, for the teams around us and rest them against the big, 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 big the big teams. In in my opinion, you know, start the players who's on loan against the big teams, see what they can do. But the players who want to play for the club, like the players of the like the Marcus, the Hutchinsons, um, you know, McNamara, keep them for the teams around us, um, and we will pick up points. And I do think we'll be safe. I think the teams just below us are starting to pick up a bit of form. Um, but that's not going to last forever and hopefully our bad form will turn into good form. But I'm being optimistic. Um, I, I do think we'll stay up. I think we'll be all right, but it's going to be it's going to be hard getting there and I'll be interested to see what happens in the summer. Cheers, Nick. Have a good evening. Yeah, not so optimistic Aussie, Dave. I like it when you're sunny and when it's all, uh, you know, Australian kind of uh, looking up at the clear blue skies and uh, get on the beach and all the rest of it. Um, but I make you both right, really, Dave and, and Misha. Obviously, the... Uh, leadership issue, which you've touched on there, Misha, is is um, fundamental. I mean, that's what's gone missing, really. And I think you know the you hear all sorts of um, leaks and rumours from people who are in the know. I don't claim to be in the know, dear listeners. In case you're wondering, uh, don't come on this podcast looking for inside tracks on stuff because I don't do that. Um, others claim to be in the know, and from what you pick up and what you hear, morale within the the Calmont Road camp is rock bottom, has been rock bottom. Who, who knows whether Bomber Harris, Chopper Harris, whatever um, nickname you want to give to club legend Neil Harris, what he can do to try and um, bring that back. But there's an interesting um, message from Rosalind, one of our listeners, making a great point, actually, and it relates to the, 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 the lack of leadership within the squad in recent times, really, because, um, and I, I include myself on this, a lot of us have been saying how there's a kind of a squad issue and no one's ever recovered from the Blackburn game and, and all the rest of it. But as, as Rosalind makes the point here that Edwards, the uh, dearly departed Joe Edwards, uh, most of his teams didn't include large slices of that Blackburn team. You know, it's, it's changed quite a lot since even last May. So clearly, whatever underpins this, whatever underpins this lack of backbone, the lack of spine, that Neil Harris has got to come back and find 
um, or resurrect, take your pick. What's causing that? Because you can't keep on changing faces and yet somehow, you know, there is a saying that says no matter how much things change, they remain the same. Um, how does that How does that come into play in, in a football dressing room? I don't know. Um, as she makes the point here, pre-Neil Harris being appointed, that the crowd need to be given something to rally around. Now, I think... In in whatever people may think of the uh, the wisdom of jettisoning the the Joe Edwards experiment, the project, and all the rest of it, and the resurrection of of Neil Harris from Cambridge United, um, he will certainly bring Millwall emotion. My own view, as I said on on online and you know, with WhatsApp groups and on Twitter, is that we do need to tap into Millwall emotion if we're going to survive this thirteen game run. We need to try and find something like the form that kept us alive in 77-78, which was, a for anyone that doesn't know what that means, we won our last six games to stay just about in the third division when we were staring at the second division, when we were staring down relegation to the third division. And it was a, a run of form that I'll never forget. But, you know, you can't depend on that too often. But that's the kind of thing that we're going to have to find now. We've got double the number of fixtures that we had then to try and turn it around. So there is still a bit of wiggle room, but not much. So can Neil Harris turn things around? Clearly that's going to be his his number one and probably only priority. He's trying to um, resurrect form from a team that's shown very, very little so far. I've had another interesting email just before I close on this, this um, Southampton preview. Um, I'm going to go down there tomorrow, dear listeners, so um, hopefully we'll have a, a post-match show to bring you from St Mary's. Uh, Mill sitting obviously in 21st place, Southampton, <laughs> in form Southampton, in fourth, 67 points to our, to our 33. So we're up against it. I can't think of a better man to try and lead us into that kind of bear pit than, than Neil Harris. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed on, on that front. But um, I had a, an interesting email from one of our listeners, Steve Bowler. Big shout out to Steve, who is a regular correspondent with me. But he's been listening to the shows recently. But he does mention um, the turnaround that Neil achieved at Cambridge. He, he, he One of his sons knows one of the players for Cambridge. And um, he said the dressing room there was on, on a very low point from changes at that club. And Harris has done a good job there of turning things around. Now, you know, that clearly the, the attraction of the den has been such that Neil has, you know, has given that up to come back to us. But he says here that um, his daughter's um, boyfriend is mates with one of their players and wasn't, although there was a feeling that they weren't initially impressed with Bomber, um, he reckons that over the weeks and months since he's, he's come in, he's improved players no end. So um, whether that magic, inverted commas, and influence um, can be brought back to the den in a hurry, we're going to find out tomorrow at Southampton. So a big thank you to to Rosalind and to Steve for those um, emails, messages. We're going to close the show now with two back-to-back messages by Adam Coyne and Glyn Horner, both of which post-date the appointment of Neil Harris. So... A little bit more um, on the on, on the minute. I didn't want to let the other two go to waste, so um, forgive the somewhat mixed approach, the tapas approach to this show, <laughs> dear listeners. Um, but yeah, so two two uh, messages now from from Glenn and from Adam. So a big thank you to you both. Incidentally, dear listeners, if you do want to contribute to our voicemail shows, you are most welcome. Give us a shout on on the X direct message. You can send sound files direct to me on on X. 
send a direct message as a sound option on the button and you can do it that way or give me um, a message and we can exchange mobile numbers and, um, you know, send me a voice note or something like that. Post-match, midweek, whenever you like, really, whenever the thought occurs to you, if you want something to say, and as long as it's within the law, non-libelous, non-slanderous and all that kind of thing, then I'll do my best to include it. I do like to include everything I receive, so big thank you to everyone that's contributed to this and previous shows. But we're going to play the uh, this shorty edition out now for you, a little mini edition, a little taster, an amuse-bouche for tomorrow's trip to Southampton, the return of the bomber. So take it away now, Adam and then Glenn Horner. Big thank you for listening to this, and there's Arriva Dirty Mule. Bye for now. Enik, Adam Coyne calling in um, on the Neil Harris uh, situation. So just listened to the podcast and uh, wanted to share some of my thoughts. Um, when it dropped into my friend's WhatsApp group, I had to check the calendar because I thought it was April Fool's Day. Um, yeah, yeah um, obviously Joe Edwards' change had to be made. Something was just not right and all I could see was relegation, but I had no... <laughs> did not see that one coming, that's for sure. Um, initially, like it just feels like a, a huge step backwards. Um and just, yes, yeah, it seems like it's either going to be um, a, a massive, massive mistake or it's going to be the most genius thing the club's ever done. Um, I just can't can't decide which, which one it's going to be at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I think I can, I mean, the more, I, the more time I leave it and the more I think about it, uh, I can see some, some positive things there. I, I think... Um, a lot of people are obviously saying or gonna say that what's what's Neil Harris done since he's left, um, and you could probably argue that he's not he's not done a lot, but I can guarantee that he's he's learnt in that time. Um, he's had obviously a lot of time to reflect on his on his time here and maybe what he could have done better, and I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna feel like he's he's got some something to prove and something to put right from when he left. I think. He's got a job that maybe wasn't quite finished and he feels like he can maybe come back and, and finish that job now. So I, I see positives there. Um, one thing it may be also showing us is that there was definitely a, a player mentality problem. Uh, I think it's, I think Neil Harris is definitely a, a people manager uh, or a person manager. Um, he, he manages relationships and and he certainly knows how to fire people up and, and get stuff out of them. Um, and one thing you can really guarantee from, or you can certainly get out of a Neil Harris team is he'll he'll get them fighting. He'll get some spirit. He'll get some passion into that team. Um, and that's definitely something that he will command. And I think he's potentially also got the bollocks to bring in the youth players if if certain players aren't given that to him especially when it's going to be such a a short time frame to to perform mission impossible so be interesting to see how he handles that if he doesn't get performances out of team out of the players um but i'm i'm not entirely buying into the fact that the players have have given up um because their contracts are up and they don't see a future at the club i i, I can't see any player wanting to be in a relegation team, I think it's it's more of a a belief issue, a mindset issue. Maybe 
they were just not able to do what they were being asked of on the training ground and that was then leading into them um, sort of not being able to play on the pitch or having a disbelief in what they were trying to or being asked to do. Um, so I think there is a potential that he's going to he's gonna be able to fix some of those problems. My concern is is that the Championship is a very different place to, to when he was here before. And I still think we've got problems up front with actually getting goals. So that's, you might be able to get people playing. You might be able to, to get some passion and fight in the team. But is he going to be able to get us to score goals when we've got next to no strikers or strikers that haven't had really much game time? So, yeah, interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, I think one thing it's uh, it's certainly given me is... There is a potential um, bit of hope in that we can get out of this this mess. Um, whereas under Joe Edwards, all I was really seeing was um, relegation. So, you know, let's look at the positives and let's see see how it turns. And uh, it might seem crazy, but I was really, really regretting buying a ticket for Southampton um, in this last week after that game. But um call me crazy but there is also uh, a little bit of an element of me now that's looking forward to to going to Southampton and seeing what we can do I, I still don't think we're going to necessarily win that game um but I don't think we can go there and think oh Harris is in and massive things going to change I, I still think we lose this game on Saturday um but I think he can couple of games in he can maybe turn things around give that team a bit of belief and maybe we can nick a few wins uh, and stay up um yeah it'll be be interesting to see see what he can do um if the players respond and if they don't respond how he reacts um but uh yeah let's see how it goes cheers nick one piece i forgot to um to add there nick was the the contract length Seems a little bit crazy to yeah. me. Eighteen months on a contract. Um, I don't know if that's in case we get relegated. I don't know if there's an. There's. I'm hoping there's some kind of um, agreement there that it's an eighteen month contract. But if we if we stay up or if um, that that we've got the opportunity to find someone else available that can take the club forward that he would step down um, and, and it's really, it really is like a, uh, a come in, s- save the relegation and then move on. But the 18 month contracts there in case there isn't any, anyone suitable for the job available. Um, Cause like I say at the beginning, I think for us to go with Edward ball, as you, as you put it um, to then just drop straight back to Neil Harris and, and not have a, a path to still bring the club forward. Um, yeah, seems crazy. So it'd be interesting to know what's actually in that contract and if it truly is an 18-month contract or if it's just a, a, a bit there that would allow us some breathing space at the end of the season. Yeah, anyway, thanks. Hi, Nick. Glenn here. I, I'm just calling in because I'm a little bit taken aback by the negativity around the placement of Harris to replace Joe Edwards. And uh, I think, uh, you know, quite a few assumptions are being made, which I think are a bit hasty or, you know, inaccurate. 
Uh, and maybe, you know, we need to just sort of take a moment and reflect on what's, what's happened since Harris left us as a manager. I mean, clearly he's managed at uh, Cardiff, Gillingham and Cambridge. And, and yes, they, that is moving down the leagues uh, if you look at the, uh, the, where the clubs are playing. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he hasn't learned anything in his time away from Millwall. Uh, he certainly would have built up more network of, of contacts. He would have uh, learned a lot from the different, very different situations going on at those clubs that he was involved at. Um, and, you know, not all great managers make it into the Premier League and moving up through the leagues. If you look at someone like Mark Robbins, for example, or, or Tony Mowbray, I think a lot of people would say that they've spent a majority, if not all of their careers, managing at um, football league level, but are very good managers. Now, Neil Harris, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily he's at that level. He may be, we don't know yet, but uh, I think he needs to be given time to prove that he has evolved um, from, from the, the manager in his first job that he was with Millwall. And, and let's not forget, he was quite successful during that spell uh, to where he is today. And I, I think he will have, he will have learned quite a lot. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, just, just moving down the leagues, that, that's not necessarily a reflection on him per se, because a lot of English managers don't get the same opportunities. There's such an influx of foreign managers now and, and then clubs sort of going for, uh, uh, let's say, former players and so forth. It's hard for managers to find jobs. So, you know, to stay in work is is most important and to get that track record of um, of, of jobs behind you, a number of games uh, on your record, I think is important as well. And if you look at Harris's record... His, his win rates at, um, I think, Gillingham and Cambridge were, were in the sort of mid to high 30s. Um, there were wins and there were draws and about a third of the games he was at Gillingham were, were, were losses. So it's not terrible. And at the end of the day, the guy can only work with the squad that he's got. And from what I understand, his exit from Gillingham wasn't really straightforward and based upon football um, matters anyway. Uh, so I, I think everyone just should maybe just give him a little bit more time, um, get behind him, give him all the chance that he can to try and get this current squad of players, which which is all he's got. Let's remember, there's there's no there's no um, hidden cash fund that's going to suddenly bring in players, loan players or free agents or whatever that's going to boost that squad. He has to make this group of players work. And right now, I think the biggest thing that's missing from that group of players is is mentality and confidence. And if he can bring that back, then we you know we have a chance of staying up. So uh, I don't necessarily think this is a step backwards. Um, Neil Harris has to obviously prove that that he has got the um, ability and experience now to move the club forward, um, and and from you know quite a negative starting position. And and for all of those sort of obviously talking about Gary Rowett and how we should never have gotten rid of him. Let's not forget that wasn't very enjoyable football to watch. I, you know, I, I would often find myself drifting off and looking at my phone during the middle of games because I, I just was getting totally bored watching what was on the pitch. Um, and also, if you compare, I saw, uh, I think it was uh, one of the uh, other contributors on your show was talking about some of the um, stats. The performances under Gary Rowett since the start of this season were not great. We were on a downward um, spiral and, and that was continued by Joe Edwards. So uh, I don't know that, you know, keeping Gary Rowett would have actually changed this situation or put us in a better position. In fact, we, you know, we appeared to be moving in the wrong direction under him as well. So anyway, that's it for now. Um, let's not jump the gun. Let's give Neil Harris a chance. And um, yeah, 13 games to go. Let's make it happen. Come on, you lines. Achtung, Milwaukee.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.